KKFN, KKFN HD1, Walmart, Denver. It's not even yeah. make up our I know. I saw you looking up there. I'm just taking it today. Just taking it. Give me the ball. <laughs> it's mine. I got to apologize to our guy, Ryan Harris, because he was on the broadcast talking about Greg Dulcich. Like, fantasy players really want to. No, you don't. You don't want to pick up Greg Dulcich. I'll talk to Ryan if I see him out at camp. That does like, not sound like an well, apology. Maybe that is. Wait, where's <laughs> Cecil into the show? Hey, Cecil, how are you doing? Just no. Well, you guys are talking like, about Dulcich, uh, and I started thinking about how right our guy in there. Ryan Harris was like, like, at Ryan Harris. Like, like, hey, right off the bat, where, pick him up in your fantasy league. Wait, where's the apology to Ryan? Right. Apologizing suppose. to Ryan because he's wrong. Yes. <laughs> Why are you apologizing for Ryan? Oh, you're apologizing. Yes. F- yes. So for you're Ryan. going to tell him you yes. apologized on right. his behalf? Right. I'll say, Ryan, yeah. I apologized on your behalf. He's there still like six seven, right? And big. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Nice. Ryan. Oh, it's super nice. nice. Oh my God. Are you uh-huh. kidding me? It doesn't get nicer. No. Hey guys. Hey. How we doing? Good. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you, uh, who else is Cecil mad at? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anything else you want to finish with with, with, with the Broncos offense? I, I think that it's, I think we're seeing signs of life, but I don't want to make sure we come in here and it's like. I think that's well said. It's like, like okay. It's still below average, yeah. folks. Like, like, let's not think that we're, we're, yeah, I think it's still, you know. Uh, bottom 16 offense right now. And, and you could say wow. that pretty conservatively. I mean, we've seen five possessions. That's not a hot take, no, right? No, we've seen five possessions through two preseason games with the Broncos starting offense, and we've seen one touchdown, and that occurred on a on a fourth down in a 0-0 ball game, not really representative of what it will look like this fall. So I'm encouraged, but it's almost like, Cause where we like started. a second grader finding knows his ABCs. Hey, it's like, that deserves to get talked about, but... There's still a lot of way to go here. How many points per game? You think? It was 16.9 a year ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say 20 points a game right now. I mean, yeah. uh, again, 20 reserve, point, 20 point something. Reserve the right to change my mind. It's August 21st. Um, so, but yeah, 20 points a game. 20 yeah. point three, whatever. 20.5. Do you mean? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Uh, that's that's exactly where right. 20 point something. And what's the league average? 24. So they're yeah. still a below-average offense when it comes to scoring offense. Yeah. I just don't know what – if you were to come on here into a microphone with conviction and say this is going to be an upper half of the league offense, I just want substance that you're basing it on. No, and, this is going to be an ugly offense. Feeling. It's going to be an ugly yeah. – I told Broncos fans last week, hey, if you love this team, get ready for close games. I heard you say and this. And get ready for the car. ugly football. All right, but Stoke, if they're close games with Sean Payton, do you win more of those close games? You better. I hope so. I mean, that's the um, that's the Sean Payton effect, right? I mean, that's the that's right. why you have the veteran coach. Right. That's, he's been in these moments, and um, you hope that that's where you see the benefit of having a coach like him with a veteran quarterback that they're able to figure out ways to to win those games. Where last year they figured out ways to lose those games. Got to run something by him while while you guys are here. The strangest thing at halftime. So with one second. You know, the whole thing, everything at the end of halftime. So um, I'm watching the NFL Network broadcast, which was the Niners broadcast. They come out of halftime, and they say there's an NFL rule. If there's one second or less, or less than two seconds, you can't review that play. It can't be reviewed for the, the, the spike or how much time's left on the clock. If the referees say one second or less, they say this on the Niners broadcast. I reached out. I, I talked to Cliss. Have you ever heard that? Never heard it. Troy, you ever hear that? Never heard it. Reached out to Steve Levy. You ever heard that? 
Never heard it. Think it's a college thing. Didn't hear it. So why on the Niners broadcast, think about this for a second, are they coming out on the air and saying that's a rule? First, I'd ask, have you guys ever heard that? And then why is that coming out on the Niners broadcast? I never heard it. No, no. I mean, like, that's just ridiculous. Why under two minutes, everything's reviewable except for under two seconds. That's that's like so it's reviewable for the last one minute and 15 right, seconds, right. but no, not the last two. Right. It That just think about it. Just think about I, it. Folks. I, that, that, that I sounds, agree. So now you can't challenge that at all and they won't look at it if it's under two seconds. Like those are the most important plays <laughs> in all of the game. And we're going to take that. Two seconds to say, where do we stop? Two seconds? Three seconds? One second? That's no. That, there's no chance that that is legit. Okay, there's so no why, chance. why are they saying that coming out of halftime on the Niners broadcast? They're, they probably uh, made a mistake. I don't know. Well, does you, that make sense? So why would why would that be a, a, a rule? Makes sense. It makes no sense. None. No. But yeah. it's the only reason, theoretically, why there was not much of a review and it just sort of happen like that. I think I mean, it's a preseason game. I think but um, why would they s- and and they and they um because they would say You don't think somebody went into their booth at halftime and tried to sweet talk them a little bit on the home broadcast about what was going on? I mean so you're gonna just make up something? You're just gonna make up something that doesn't exist? Hey, say this on your broadcast of why we didn't review it, then like and, and you're just gonna lie and just make it up and give false information to your viewers. I would, I think th- this is crazy. I'll play the audio. I got this the audio. This is insane that we'll, we would like, we'll, we'll like play. they would even think about doing yes, something I've like actually, that. I've never heard of it. If you guys got the audio, I don't know if you guys have it or not or whatever. It's so strange. It's so weird that it stood out to me. And I, well, thought, yeah. First of all, they should have just called a touchdown, and then you can review it, right? Like, just that's the simplest thing for any ref to do. Touchdown. Okay, let's go look at it. And then you can sort of do whatever you need to do with it. But the concept that you don't look at a spike. Yeah, but if the guy's like a full yard short, I mean, you're not going to call it a touchdown. Uh, okay, but I, I, didn't think, think I, he was, I didn't even think he was close to getting in. You thought just, he was I in? thought he rolled over. And when oh. I first saw it, Maybe, I thought yeah, when okay. he did it, he kind of rolled over. Uh, I thought it was close okay. enough. I got you. Uh, right, but but then, let's take that out yeah. of it because the spike happened with one second to go. So you can't review like whether or not you clocked it in time. Why can't you? I, I well, think, is I, that is that like non-reviewable play? Is that what you're saying? Like I could understand if they say, "Hey, clocking the ball is not a reviewable play," but you can't tell me that under two seconds you can't review anything. It's bizarre. Like, it's, never heard it. I never heard it either. You never heard it, right? No, I think it's. Um Fake news. I think it's a regional broadcast, like, you know, yeah. for the love of God, like, there's mistakes left and right. Yeah. yeah right. That is a weird thing to just make up if you weren't sure about it. Why coming don't out they of just time? review the thing to start I with? Don't know. Like, I don't they know. They always do. I don't know. They always do. But they that's always, a, that's, they always get together. Right. That's the only way. I, they always get together. Guys, is that then, a touchdown for the Broncos if they get one more play? Do they hand the ball to Jaleel McLaughlin at the one-yard line and they get in? No, and that's, no I, it's I, not a touchdown? You don't no, think they I, score? I think you kick a field goal and go up because I think the score was, was it? Uh, but now I'm forgetting. Six, I think three. it was 6-3 maybe. You would have kicked a field goal not just gone for it on the half-yard line you know, with I, one I, second before halftime? I haven't thought about it, but I, I don't know. Dude, I, I, I think they pound that 
puppy in. Yeah, and you that's might be right. You might be, seven yeah, points, Broncos. Regardless, the Broncos got jobbed. I thought. I I watched oh, yeah. it ten times. In the ball hit the ground. There was still a second left. I thought it was super weird. Well, especially Holy now man. you got the sky judge up there. So what do you do as a referee group? You huddle up. Yeah. They get in your ear and they say, "Hey, there was one second left on the clock." So then the ref comes back and says, um, "You know, after further discussion, <laughs> we have ruled that there's one second left right. on the clock. Broncos have one play with one second at the one yard line." I mean, that's that's what you do. I think it was just a preseason game. They're like, "Yeah, look, it's like I whatever. See. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter." And it's like we're just gonna go into halftime. See, it felt we're like tired. We're trying to keep this game going. I want to go get my hot dog. Yeah, and, and this get my fight leaves Denver right. at ten fifty and. We're not missing it. Well, I thought it was really interesting. The home broadcast did not bring it up as the play was happening, nor in their tees going into halftime. They didn't show it. But here they come on the kickoff, and all of a sudden they're explaining that rule again. And to me, that just feels like somebody went in and talked to them about, about, like, what's going on. Or something happened there. But it was one of the most bizarre things. And the fact that Steve Levy, that's really interesting, though, because Steve Levy, if you talk to them, wouldn't you talk to the Broncos broadcast, too? So, I don't know, man. It's super strange. It's one of the weirder things that I've seen because a broadcast team is just making up an NFL rule. Or someone would just make up a rule and tell them. Someone to tell told people, them something oh, wrong and it? they ran with you it. You want to hear it? it? Yes. Here's, yeah, here's love the broadcast. To. They could have looked at that last time, last play to see if there was time left on the clock, but there would have had to be two seconds on the clock as the NFL rule T Rock and yeah. not. One second, Zane Gonzalez, well, strong-legged kicker, will pick up a touchback. Yeah, that's good. I mean, he says with be, confidence. Yeah, can that, <laughs> right? Well, can that actually be a rule? Do, do you think that's a rule? There's no chance, right? right? What would be the reasoning behind that? If you right. clock the ball, you clock the ball. It doesn't matter if it's two seconds, one seconds, ten. Oh, actually, seconds. you know what? Play it again. Actually, play a little bit longer, Kevin, because he goes on to explain why it's a rule. So I'm sorry. one second, Zane Gonzalez, well, strong-legged kicker, will. Pick up a touchback. Yeah, for the human error element. Exactly. It would, I think, you know, it's preseason for the officials, too. I think in, in a real... For the human error element. So his explanation is, whoever the analyst is for the Niners broadcast, the, it's it's one second, not two seconds, because of the human error element. I that would be it. more of a reason to review exactly. it and, and to factor right. in the human error. Yes, because people make mistakes with one second left, and it can cost you a game. It can cost you the halftime where you don't get another play. So, and I can't challenge it. You can't challenge it. So that makes no sense. All plays under two minutes. We've always been told this, unless that's not right. All plays under two minutes are now reviewed uh, by the booth. The reason this is such a big deal. Look at the <laughs> parody. Right. I mean, You're totally right. Look at the parody this year. Look how many close games are going to be there for the Broncos. I mean, is it a new rule change? Is that what they're saying? I don't know. I never heard but of it before. The larger conversation here that you're getting to, D, eventually, is that this. Do you want the false positive of winning a bunch of close games when you have to make a decision on Russell Wilson? Do you want that? Do you want to be the Vikings last year where they were, what, 8-0 or whatever in one-score games? Down on whatever Russell Wilson? No, not at all. Well, yeah, do, you want, that. Yes. do you want the false positive of you want a bunch of one-score games, which doesn't happen in the league? You're I going do want to get it. that for yes. Sean Payton. Yes, I do want You're it. going to get that. I, but why, that no. could lead you down the road where you make oh, a decision well. about your quarterback that you're why? paying him a lot of money to run, uh, you know, to be average. I see. That's what you're hoping for. What, did you find out something? And I'm not trying to ruin, uh, buck your momentum here, uh, Cease, but you guys got a few hours to talk about it. I'm seeing a Bleacher Report article about college football that you can only spike the ball up until three seconds, and you can't do it with one or two seconds left. And yeah, Steve but that's Levy, totally different. And Steve Levy told reviewing. me that. They yeah. said the review, you couldn't review anything 
under two seconds. That's what that guy said on the broadcast. He didn't say anything about spiking the ball. Right, We've right. seen people spike the ball in one, one second, second yeah, be on yeah, the clock yeah, yes, in the yes, NFL. Yes. And think about it. Think about it. We're, talk, we're talking about the NFL, not college. <laughs> no, I know, I know. We're talking about college. And think about yeah. two different rules. And this is why so, Steve Levy. But I saw one that was compatible with this one. I'm like, could it be? Oh, but that, <laughs> could that, be? that explains hey, why Steve you, Levy, who's done a million college games, wrote back to me and said, that's a college rule. I'm not aware of it in the NFL. Oh, he did say that. Okay. He did say that. Okay. You do more research, you come back, and you lead off the show with it tomorrow. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> hey, Steve Levy. Hey, Steve Levy. Never per- pronounce Albert O's name again. Have we gone down the road oh, far it, enough with this? It, it was the OK Way Boonum, and oh, I was like, oh, my God, dude, this is year number three of this. Just oh, stop. Right. Don't try it. Just move forward. Albert O, anything you want, just stop. And by the way, Josh Jacobs deleted a tweet that said, because uh, there's reports coming out he's going to report to camp. Yeah. This is the Broncos' week one opponent, okay? This is the league le- yardage scrimmage leader last year, Josh Jacobs. Yeah. He deleted the tweet. Because he said, no, I'm not. And then he deleted it. Oh, so oh, oh, oh. Well, see, Lincoln, see some Lincoln, movement Lincoln. there. Yeah, the, I think the Broncos need to be looking for backup quarterbacks. Like, we got a ton of stuff to get to, D. So, all right. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but yeah, regional broadcast guys got something wrong. Well, that's not my bubble, Cecil. Let's, we're off to a roaring start right here. <laughs> I can't wait to hear the Ryan Harris apology in a second. This is the drive on the fan. <laughs> Sports Station 1043 The Fan presents The Drive. Well, it's good to see you, Cecil. Hi, D-Mac. Good to see you, KJ. Good to see you there, Chicken Fingers. Taking the country world by storm on that podcast. I tell you what, man. It's going to be, uh, Cecil, with Kissner, man, it's going to be We Knew Him When. Good. Now, I'm just learn how you. to throw a rope, Kistner, because if you're from the country and you can't ride a horse or throw a rope, then you're not country, baby. So, yeah, you got Dude, some learning to do. None of those songwriters in Nashville know how to throw a rope. I know. The you That's about? the problem with it. Everyone's like, I love Garth Brooks. Yeah, he wanted to be a rock star. George Strait was a real cowboy. Don't get me started, D. Let's talk about the Broncos, man. There's a ton of good stuff with this team, and there's a ton of large concerns. All right. And uh, Drew's bumping around there somewhere. I'm just, I'd just like to ease into things a little bit, Cs. It's all good. I'm, I'm like a race car in the red, baby. I, I, I got gotcha. you. No, I, I got it's time you. to go. We just saw their most important preseason game. We're about ready to watch uh, joint practices. By the way, Cooper Cup is uh, set to practice. Reports are saying he will practice. We will see Cooper Cup this week. Aaron Darnold, we won't see him. He's uh, His wife's having a baby. Yeah, there so you go. So he's uh, tapping out. Uh, last time I was talking to you, I was on a, um, a toilet. I know. Yeah, doing the post-game show. Fully clothed. <laughs> Fully clothed, sitting in the bathroom. But it was, a, it was a quirky set of circumstances, moving my son into college, and then the game was late. I was actually in St. Louis. Okay. Watch the whole game. Technology is an incredible thing. It's, it is. It's really amazing how yeah. that technology sort of works. And um, got to see Nolan Arenado get his brains beat in by the New York Mets, which was fantastic, okay. against the Cardinals. And then um, watch the Broncos, and I got to say, Watching it live, I had one impression. Then watching it again, my impression was sort of solidified. I was overall pretty pleased with everything. But I think there's something big everybody's going to have to accept. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. But overall, now that you've had time to digest and watch and get fired up, your thoughts. The game was over at halftime. You said that on the post-game show. It stands true to this day. You needed to see things from Russell Wilson. You saw those things and then some. You needed to see some things from Javante Williams. You saw way more Javante than I thought you would see. You needed to see some things from this offensive line. Boy, is that a question mark. But, like, so you've got your answers 
wrap it up. I know they didn't win. I know, and I appreciate Sean Payton telling the truth when he answered your question about would it be better if you won? Yes, of course. But at the end of the day, it's preseason. When the Lions went 0-16, they won every preseason game. When the Rams won the Super Bowl because they don't play their starters, they didn't win a preseason game. I'm not saying the Broncos are in the Super Bowl, but, like, let's take this in perspective. We saw what we needed to see. There are some positives to take away, a lot of positives, and a hell of a lot more positives than negatives. It's just the negatives happen to be glaring and something we've been talking about for three weeks. Yeah, I think this is, um, listen, if... There's certain things that you have to accept, and I think it's dawning on Sean Payton. Russ running. Okay. Every single quarterback in the NFL has got to, in the vast majority of games, run a little bit to pick up first downs. Yes. What do you got to do as a quarterback? You got to convert third downs. You got to score in the red zone. You got to lead teams um, in comebacks. Essentially, that's the, the, the nature of quarterbacks. If you really look at the preseason... Almost every quarterback you can think of can lead his team between the 20s. Just watch any game and almost every single quarterback, first, second, third string, watch them. They're, they're more or less moving the teams between the nah, – what quarterback can you think that's out there that was, like, so incompetent it was just three and out, three and out, three and out, or, or maybe they got one Nathan or two first Peterman. Downs. But either way, like, what you're saying is correct because offenses are so sophisticated. It's where quarterbacks make their money. It's third down in the red zone. Has Nathan Peterman been stalled out so Nathan, far in preseason? Nathan Peterman's been. Because I'm watching the Jimmies and the Joes just sort of move yeah, that ball up and down. They move it up and down, and it's, it's something that – Maybe isn't happening here as much as it should. More on that later. But, yeah, you're completely right. Russell Wilson needs to earn his money when this team's in the red zone. Russell Wilson needs to earn his money when this team's on third down. So he does have to run a little bit. Mahomes has to run a little bit. Everybody's got to run just a little bit. So unlimited. So I was fine with the, well, it was four carries, right? But one got a penalty. Right, right. And that was a nice pickup, too. That was. And he got out of bounds and he didn't get, uh, you know, he's healthy and all that. I do fear sees that, you know, now that he thinks he's an Avenger. Listen, he's probably the the second best in-shape dad at the campus middle school drop-off. You know, he went from fifth best to probably, because, you know, it's Colorado season. Right. There's always one freaky. There's somebody. Know, there's somebody. Who rode his mountain bike to his kids' <laughs> practice. Right. Right. There's always that Colorado. There's always that one. But I'm going to say he's number two, which is pretty good. That is good. But is he one of the Avengers yet? He might think he is, but he's not. I'll give you like an Avenger guy. Like Drew Sanders is like an Avenger guy. Right. What are we talking about with this dude? Six, five, four, 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 five speed. Something like that, right? I mean, 260. And I mean, we haven't even seen the best from him. I had some people on Twitter, which is the realm of the lowest common denominator, saying like, well, I haven't seen much from Drew Sanders. Just you wait. Just you wait. It's coming. And Vance Joseph even told us that last the week. The dude is a freak. I'm glad he's on our team. Yes, great pick. But Russ ain't that, you know? No. no. So where does Russ fit in everything? However, running for a couple some super safe passes. Justin Fields would be proud. This was a Russell Wilson you can win with. No doubt about it. Because mm-hmm. you know what we really have, Cecil? You What's know what up? we really have What's right up? now? We have a good Tim Tebow. The Denver Broncos have a good Tim Tebow. And you can win with a good Tim Tebow. Well, you can win with Sean Payton designing this offense for Russ to make quick decisions and then run the ball if it's not there. So when everyone's arguing and being loud in the in the break room about Russell Wilson and he's going to run, I'm like, he just needs to run the offense. 
Do you know the longest streak of a starting quarterback that was not sacked was 19 games? Would you guess who that quarterback is? I'll tell you. It was Dan Marino. I was going to guess Dan Marino. I swear to God. There I was you go. About, I was about, that was on the tip of my tongue. Do you know tongue. why Dan Marino did it? Because he got rid of the ball quick. I need Russell Wilson to get rid of the ball quick or run. Okay? And if it's two reads and run, if it's the old Kaepernick offense, I don't care. He's going to do it. That works. It's going to happen. The 49ers in that offense made it to a Super Bowl, and other than weird lights thing in New Orleans, like they might have won that game. Do you know who the two most frustrated people were? Mm. Because I talked to them and they told me. Okay. In the Tim Tebow era, were the two most frustrated people? Who? Can you guess? No. Eric Decker. Oh, okay. Marius Thomas. All right. All right. Okay? Because they were young, talented guys, and they just knew it. They just knew. And look at their numbers. I mean, it's crazy. It's going to be tricky, and I'm watching the game, and I'm watching the game, and I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton didn't get a target. I don't know how many snaps he was out there with, but he didn't get a target. Right. Jerry Judy got one. Jaleel McLaughlin sees five targets, five. Dulcich, I think, had one target. I think Alberto had one, nothing, you know. I mean, Cease, we got it here, man. You got a good, safe, easy-to-operate offense without a lot of complicated decision-making. And guess what? Russ could never throw in the middle of the field, and he ain't going to throw in the middle of the field much in this offense either. Not that he'll never do it. Right. But you don't need to do it. You really don't. And Jaleel McLaughlin, I mean, come on. No-brainer, right? You know, have him play him. Javante Williams, I'm afraid Javante is going to go into the land of, you know, okay running backs. I think that's probably his destiny. I think that's the nature of that injury. It's a catastrophe. It's a, it's a major knee injury. And Javante, who I had compared to Nick Chubb, like he may never reach those heights. Plus, Samaje's good. Plus, Jaleel McLaughlin is your most explosive player. So you're going to win ugly. You're going to run the ball and play great defense. But if you face... The high-powered offenses, when you face someone even like a Miami with that speed, you're going to need Jaleel McLaughlin. There had better be a package of plays. The main thing that we should take away from this game, besides you can win with Russ, and that's a big one. The main thing is you need a package of plays right now for the first-team offense against the Raiders week one for Jaleel McLaughlin. That guy has earned a role on the – not just making the team. I'm saying use him. It would be stupid not to use him. Stupid not to use him. And Jaleel and, and, and uh, the kickoffs just, I mean. Yeah, let's not do that. I mean, just like uh, the, the kickoffs. You know, uh, if NFL teams are not, you got to put somebody. I don't care how you want to block a kickoff. You got to stick somebody with good hands at the 20-yard line because that's what's going to happen. They're going to do two things, high pop-up kicks that drop at the 20, and uh, I call them saucer kicks that are going to be like 10 yards, uh, 10 feet high, mm-hmm. and are just going to be blistered down the middle of the field to make it an issue. Right. You don't want a rookie without much experience, and the smartest thing to do on those kickoffs when you get one is to fair catch it because you're allowed to do that now. You can't run up to it and try to catch it off your shoe tops, and that's a flaw that uh, Kawika and Westoff got to figure out and solve. That's not on Jaleel McLaughlin. Right. You're asking him to do something you shouldn't have asked him to do. Well, you got to station somebody there at the 20 who can also catch the football. This makes the unfortunate injury for Jalen Virgil because I think Virgil's their best return man, period. Uh, you could uh, use Marvin Mims, but he's your third receiver, so how much it. are you going to use him? It's discretion is the better part of Aller. They're giving you the ball at the 25-yard line if you fair catch it. So fair are catch we, everything. Are, basically, unless you're desperate, and I like that McLaughlin had like a 44-yard you know, right. return. Okay, cool. But if you really look at analytics, dirty word, 
with balls that start at the 40-yard line to the 25-yard line, you will see it really doesn't make that big of a difference. It doesn't. What makes a big difference? Quarterbacks, offensive linemen, Jerry Judy's of the world, you know, the guys that you pay hundreds of millions of dollars towards. And I have I am like a broken record with this. Because if I see desperation in special teams lead to turnovers, like the Niners did, stupidly, on a punt that gave the Broncos an easy touchdown. Right. If that, you know, I'm, I'm shaking my head like, well, that's another dumb play orchestrated by Kyle Shanahan, who supposedly is a genius. And I, I just realized when it comes to special teams, NFL coaches don't know what they're doing. It's wild. It's crazy. But whatever. I'm glad to be on the, the, the benefit side of it, not the negative side. Right. But, you know, it could cost you. It's not worth it. We'll see how they manage things. And they're going to get rid of the kickoff seats one way or the other. One day they will, right. But here's the thing. With their winning close and playing ugly and all the things that we're saying, these are things that are going to happen. You're going to win. You could win up to 10 games with this offense, with this construct, with Sean Payton. Yes. However. Yes. And as my man Reggie McDaniel used to say, there's always a however in life. That's right. If you screw up on special teams, you are screwing your chances of winning those close games. You cannot. You have to play almost flawlessly in that department. In honor of Reggie, when we come back from the break, we'll look at the uh, top 20 movie rentals from this week, and we'll also look at the Broncos' defense, which was pretty good again, I think. But what about the offensive line? We'll get to it. It's the drive here on The Fan. It's the drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. I like it. I like it. I like it, KJ. You can keep it rocking all day for me, man. Uh, slow that sucker down, bad boy. Woo! See Salami sitting in the house. All right. The Broncos offensive line, if you were to compare it to a movie, Cecil, what would the title of that movie be? The scariest movie in existence, my opinion, is The Exorcist. This Broncos offensive line is scary. All right, in The Exorcist, who would the Broncos actually be in The Exorcist? Sean Payton would be the priest trying to get the you know, get the devil out. Get the devil out. Get the out. demon out, right? Get the demon out. Yes, yeah, and the Broncos offensive line would be tied to a bed, <laughs> writhing right. around. Yeah. So that is the entire, yeah, they're possessed. Sean, Sean, Zach Streif somewhere kicking around with the cross, right? He's trying to get it done, and he's having fun. Uh, but there's a lot of work up front that needs to be done with this team, and it was... Well, then how do you get it out? How do you exercise it, Seize? I mean, how do you get the, the, the devil out? The power of Christ compels you. The power of <laughs> the Christ... The power of Peyton compels you? The power you? of Peyton compels you. It compels you. Get out. The power of Peyton compels you. Yes, get those Butch Berry coaching tips out of your mind. Like, this is trouble, man, and it's trouble all the way across the line. There's trouble with Ben Powers. There's trouble with Quinn Miners. There's trouble at Garrett Bowles' spot. There's trouble with Lloyd, although Lloyd... Lloyd Cushmary might be the most consistent of the offensive line. All right. How would that surprise people? You know, because you love Ben Powers, you love Quinn Miners, don't call him the belly. Like, yeah, 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 I get that, but it's a results-based business. The results aren't what you paid for with Powers, and, well, we'll see with McGlinchey. Right, so you didn't see any improvement there? I see Russell Wilson having to run a lot. 
That's what I see. Back to that whole run thing. Like, Russ has got to run the offense. Russ has got to rid of the, get rid of the ball quickly. And if it's not there, just take off the run. This line will not hold up for you to wait for those moon balls. You're going to have to run this offense to set up play action opportunities, rollouts, bootlegs, etc., so that you can throw those moon balls, which Russell Wilson clearly wants to do and clearly still can do with what we've seen in practice, what we've seen in preseason games. Like, he wants to take those deep shots. But you can't stand in that pocket, baby. You can't even climb the pocket. Usually there's not a pocket. Like, this offensive line, I don't want to say it's the Achilles heel of this team. But guess what, D? We're talking could be 10 wins, and you said A's a great, you can win with this, but he's a better version of Tim Tebow, all this stuff. Everything's true. You know what screws it up? You know what takes it all away? What's that? If that offensive line is hot, stinky garbage. Pass blocking or run blocking? Oh, it's pass blocking. Like so run is, blocking. It just, is it just pass blocking? Yes, run blocking. These guys are road graders, especially McGlinchey. Like, I got no problems with Powers or McGlinchey or Miners. Cush is more finesse, but whatever. That's his game, right? He's athletic, but like... So Satan is only con- is only in your in your body during pass, pass blocking. Pass blocking, right. Run blocking, you're good, right? You're fine. You run blocking, you're fine. Mm-hmm. But something creeps in there in the darkness of night. Yes. When you've got to throw the ball. When you've got to go pass. It's, it's a scary movie, watching this offensive line. Yeah, but like, that seems to be a, a, a bigger problem because is it chemistry, working together... Is it the individual skills themselves? Is it coaching with a first-time offensive line coach? No, Zach Streif, they're all responding positively, and I've had one-on-ones with most everybody on the offensive line uh, during training camp. Like The Streif influence is really good. I think they got to break some habits from Butch Berry. Butch Berry um, basically stunted the growth of Quinn Miners. You know, um, it's the reason why Jer Bear takes over. He's like, hey, what? Hey, you're gone, mm-hmm. right? You're mm-hmm. benched. You're gone. Like, Jerry Rosberg... There needs to be, like, a Jer Bear line. Is he consulting? Like, can we bring him in? Like, just, hey, what? Yeah, you're not good. Get out of here. Like, we, you need that type of guy. And you see with Zach Streif, he's putting into good work. That is, that was a, a tough pull there, KJ. Just because we said his name, you're hitting talk of the bit. We're not bringing Jer Bear back. No, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. Hey, Jer Bear ain't coming back. Jer Bear, is, he can cast that line. As, as brilliant as he was, the, I believe he is... Uh, Selling hyperbaric chambers and, uh, you know, right. searching for trout for, for whatever it was worth. But what we liked about Jer Bear, oh, man, I was going through with Mason just, just a couple days ago. That 12-minute opening presser, no question, I take the stage and I'm going to talk for 12 minutes. Right. Classic. We talk for a living and that's a skill. <laughs> Imagine being a coach just wanting to get 12, something off your chest. 12 straight minutes about... I don't know, you know, 10 days, 12 minutes. I mean, it was, he, he spoke as many minutes as Russ has bathrooms. It was a remarkable accomplishment. But what Jerry Bear did, Jerry Rosberg did, is he just went to common sense. So let me ask you, mm. are there some common sense things that could happen that would help this offensive line? Yes, that's, it comes back to Russell running the system. Sean Payton's mm. already realized this. Sean Payton's already set up. And if you watch this offense, and what's great about being able to watch coaches' tape is you're going to see guys open. This offense will have guys open. So I don't mind Russ running in three, the threes. He's back. And like, okay, 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 let's all calm down on that. What he needs to do, first and foremost, he's running, he's not running. Russ, no, 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 no. That's surface-level stuff. Stop. The real answer for the Denver Broncos is Russell Wilson doing what Sean Payton tells him to do. And that's going to help that offensive line. Do you think he's not doing that? Uh, there are times when he reverts to bad habits. Watch his feet. His hitches and his feet will tell you everything. Where are his eyes at? 
watch his feet because your feet lead your eyes. So if his feet are off and then he's holding on to the ball and then he's running around, it, your offensive line can't do that. We love Peyton Manning. Everybody loves Peyton Manning. And everyone loves everyone who's ever blocked for him. But you know what Peyton Manning did? He covered up a lot of blemishes up front. And even guys that blocked for him would tell you that. Get rid of the ball on time. Run this offense. If that means two reads and run, great. Russ, do it. Just slide, Bobo. Make sure that's part of your game. But run this system that's going to help the line and that's going to help this offense. You know, Russ's numbers would have looked even better had Jaleel McLaughlin, or not Jaleel, Javon Williams right. caught the very reasonable two catch. It was first set up pass. well, wasn't it? It was absolutely beautiful. And I've looked at some film breakdowns of it. That was going to go for 20 yards minimum. But yeah. I mean, I don't. He might have had to beat maybe like an arm tackle of one dude, maybe. But this is Javante Williams. Of course yeah, he, he would, would have that. gone right through him. And that 20, 30, 40 yards, whatever. It was a brilliant play. I think Russ checked into it, too. I think he made an adjustment at the line. And this is the first play of the entire mm-hmm. game for them. And so I went back. So this is where I stats sometimes can be misleading. So it says Russ was 3 of 6 for, what, 48 yards, something like that. Right. Well, the reality is he should have been four for six. I'll give him the other catches for like 68 yards or something. And I don't, I'm trying to remember the two other drops or bad throws. They're not really even sticking out to me. No. Do they, there was one, I think, on the side. He was kind of flushed out, throwing it out to the side. I mean, you know, you weren't throwing the ball at Cortland Sutton at all. I mean, there were only six passing attempts. Right. And he really was four for six. There were four quality passing attempts. And there's two that, and that weren't. How many per game is Russ going to have? He's going to throw 20 to 25 times a game. They're going to run 35 Four times a game. six? I mean, I'll take that kind of completion. So percentage. at the end of the day, if he's throwing 25 times and he's going 19 to 25, yeah, great. Uh, let's awesome. go. You're running the ball 35 times? Here's yes. what's, what's going to happen, too. Teams are going to just kind of cheat up and mm-hmm. cheat up. And, and then play action. Boom. There you go. Over. That's when Corlin gets his target. <laughs> yeah, man. And like, and like, Or that could be... That could be like a Dulcich, okay? I think Alberto just gets cut. I mean, there's yeah, just, yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? Give Michael Bandy his number. Yeah. He's at 46, and the, it's not good, baby. The happiest person in the world will be Steve Levy, that he no longer has to say Alberto. <laughs> oh, Cooey, boon him. It's just, a, well, you know Love what? Love you, Steve. To, to, to help out Steve, you got to look at the pronunciation, guys. No, no, no. How about Steve just you know? listening to when Drew Locke? The best thing Drew Locke ever did, by the way, have you seen Drew Locke in the preseason? He's playing well. I, I was watching. Yeah. Um, the best thing Drew Locke ever did hey, here man. was tell us how to say Albert Okawebunam. Look at this, though. First, I'm sticking up for Steve. Oh, wait. Where is it? Okawebunam. That is exactly how it's laid out. Okay. Okawebunam. Okawebunam. Well, thank goodness he doesn't have to say any's name this year. Wizzerike. I bet that he wouldn't get that right. All right, uh, Cease, did Sean Payton lie to us or not? <gasps> did he? Did he lie to the muggles? What? Did we get lied to? Did we? We'll talk about it next. You're listening to The Drive on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. Oh, man, would you lie to me? Would you lie to me? Sean Payne, are you lying to us, man? Woo! And Dave, Rhythmix. Sean, he couldn't be lying to us, could he, Cease? Never! 
I'm going to play all the starters, 20 to 24 plays. Oh, wow. 13 plays for Russ. Here he comes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. Now we're playing Stidham <laughs> with all the starters. Now, this is where the record scratches because it's Jared Stidham, please. And he's not good at football, everybody. Ooh, threw a nice pass to Jalen Burns. Hey. Threw a nice pass to Jalen Burns. I don't know, Seeds. Hey. Sunshine's on a dog's rend every now and again. Oh, man. I got my boy going 12 of 17 for a buck 30. And most of that was on the virtual play. Like, let's uh, let's be gotta, honest. You I don't have a, any sort of future with Jared Stidham. I got a, I got a quarterback rating of 92.8 and hey. 60.4 for Russell. I got Danucci with a lower passing rating <gasps> on just seven attempts. Okay. Danucci didn't have a game. Danucci did not have a game. Well, you need to be looking at backup quarterbacks. But your starting quarterback. Backup quarterbacks. We're paying this cat $5 million bucks, these. Mm-hmm. All right, hold on. Let me you get make back mistakes. To, let me get back to the premise. <laughs> Were we lied to by Sean Payton? Or was the plan always about... Um, you know, getting uh, Stidham uh, first team reps. What what was what was exactly going on? There? I think Russell Wilson played so well that you saw everything you needed to see, and you didn't need to see anymore. Yes, is part of it get Stidham time with the starters. Yes, he's your backup begrudgingly. I can say that. Two, he needs time with the starters because if Russ is going to run, Russ run, then he's going to get banged up, miss a couple three games, and you're going to have to have Stidham ready. So get him some reps with those ones because guess what? After this week. After this preseason game, guys like Jared Stidham and Ben DiNucci, if he makes a team, you're not going to get any work. Right, here is what uh, Peyton said. Yeah, it's part of the plan going in. It was part of the plan yeah, going dummy. in is to play him 15 or so and then get Stidham some work with the first group before we made the overall change and then keep Jared in there. Who is he down talking to right there? I can't remember. It was part of the plan, you moron. Yeah, it's part of the plan going in. It was part of the plan. (laughs) (laughs) Let me spell it out for you. Hey, you stupid muggle. It was part of the plan. Why couldn't he have gone... using your head. Why couldn't he have gone Hans Gruber? Don't alter the plan. Yeah, it's part of the plan going in. It was part of the plan. (laughs) Was that? Part of the plan. He said something really complicated there. Part of the plan. Yeah, it's a plan. the plan. Uh, You think it was part of the plan or not? I think that Russ did what he's supposed to do. If Russ had struggled, what did we see in the first preseason game? You guys are staying out there. The punishment You guys are going to go for it on fourth. You had the punishment drive. That's right. Russ, you didn't need that this time. Russ was sharp. Russ was smooth, doing what we'd seen over the last week or so at training camp. So, yeah, Russ, you did it. And, sure, seeing Stidham with the ones is not a bad thing and something you might see in the regular season. So, yeah, but the plan is... Malleable? Don't ask me to spell that. The plan is something that you can conform. Like, hey, Russ struggles a little bit. Russ going to play a little more. Mm-hmm. Russ doesn't struggle today. And then now Stidham, we need to see him with the ones. But you don't if Russ is struggling. You need to, This season's all about Russ. I don't think it was a part. That few snaps for Russ was part of the plan. Was Stidham getting some snaps with the one part of the plan? Oh, okay. Sure. I guess. I don't know why that's part of the plan. Like, who cares? Like if I mean, really? Are we we're really concerned about Jared Stidham having rhythm with the ones? Well, Why? how many of the ones are going to play next week? Oh, I was home against the Rams. I would hope like none of them. Okay, because you have joint practices on Wednesday and Thursday, 
And joint practices, in my opinion, are the way to go. I love joint practices. It protects your quarterback. It gets you high-quality reps. Uh, There's a lot of spirit. I am such a big fan of – I I just think they should get rid of the third preseason They should broadcast the joint practices that we're going to see. And you said Wednesday and Thursday. I will correct you. They're scheduled Wednesday and Thursday, but I get this. If Wednesday they get the work in, how many – hey, you know, we don't – Thursday will be mostly a walkthrough. They may do joint practices on Thursday, oh. but it ain't going to have a Wednesday. Wednesday's going to have the juice. Wednesday's going to have the buzz. Okay. Wednesday's going to be electric. Mm-hmm. Thursday will be either canceled or oh. just kind of a walkthrough. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. Got some inside info there. Uh, just, how uh, many times have we seen this? You know, with 49ers canceled? coming in, Cowboys coming in, uh, what, Bears have been here, right? The Niners came in here years. and Philip Lindsay fought everybody on the second day. Uh, him and Tim Patrick were the only ones that well, they responded. stood up, yeah. Which I would love to see in this preseason game, speaking of that, the the Niners are pretty you know, cantankerous gotta, and the Broncos stood up to that. Was the Cowboys where Randy Gregory was going to fight everybody? Yes. Was that just one one day of joint practice? I believe so, yes. You know, I, I and the Cowboys broadcast it. Yeah, that was great. Yes, that was awesome. We could go back and watch. It. I think you're. I think the Cowboys were here, but they. Tr- I'm here. They practice at different times or something like that. I think you're right about that. It would have stood out to me if there were two active practices against the Cowboys. All I'm saying is they are scheduled for two. Though. Yes, they are scheduled for two. All I'm saying is don't call in sick on Wednesday. Did you catch what's happening after the scheduled second practice I, on I Thursday? I saw that. See, I saw that. You guys know what's happening after the second media barbecue. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's back. <laughs> We're going to do <laughs> the media barbecue. This is so weird, too, because training camp's over. You're right. But isn't this really training camp still? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Sort of? But we can't report on anything that we see on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, I'm not exactly sure because I don't know if they're getting broadcast on the Rams website. Uh, I doubt that. Yeah, I don't know. Listen, this game, listen, if you if this is the only Broncos game you get to go to, and I do love preseason games that are more affordable for more people, so sure, go to the game. But you would be crazy if you're Sean Payton to play any significant starters um, this week. I don't even play a guy like Jaleel McLaughlin. I wouldn't play any guys that I need to play in the regular season right. on Saturday. I wouldn't pray, play, pray. I wouldn't play Greg Dulcich. Okay. You know, if you need him, you know, you got him. You got him. You know what he can do. You know what he can't do. Like, yeah, you know everything you need to know about Greg Dulcich. Albert Okawebanam should get 172 snaps (laughs) off ACs, offense and defense. (laughs) Just, hey, Albert O, we got a plan for you. It's going to be awesome, man. You're going to get a lot of good film. Remember when you were 11? It's going to be kind of like that. And you're going to be awesome, just like when you were 11. Remember that when you used to dominate when you were 11 and at Missouri? It's going to be incredible for you. I've seen the future. Seattle picks up Alberto. Wow. And he goes on to be a mm-hmm. superstar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Locke, uh, Locke's doing some things up there. I'm going to write about it at denversports.com. Not saying the Broncos made a mistake. I think Drew needed a change of scenery. But I'm proud of that young man because he's fixed what he needed to fix. Big story of the day. The Broncos get through the game. They lose in heart-wrenching fashion. But it doesn't seem to matter. I thought it mattered. But I guess it doesn't. And what the heck was going on at the end of the first half? Boy, are there some weird conflicts on that one. You'll hear the details next.